I am the night. I am the next podcast. Groovy. It's over 9,000! There we go. There. Oh, there I am. You are Hello. alive, sir. Hello, you me. You are alive. What are you playing? I am playing Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen. Okay. The first one. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny, actually. There's a... There's a he goes to try and drink at a bar, and the guy's like, get out of here. Bad hoodlums are outside, and I'm closing my doors. So then he's like, fuck, all right. Goes outside, gets killed by muggers. Because like when you're playing it, you walk outside, and then just an onslaught of people come at you, like swiping at you, and you're just like thrusting the game where I'm like, I'm swiping, and I die in like two seconds. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then and I was like, oh, game over. I got to start again. I was like, okay, no. And then it's like cut scene you're dead and they're like oh you can have vampire powers and he's like awesome and you go back over there and you like kill the guy and you're like ha revenge is awesome <laughs> like then it's just him running around being a vampire in this town and in, in this whole like land and some ghost chicks like oh hey um Something bad really happened so i need you to go do this stuff so you can save the world and he's like i don't give a fuck about the world he's like well what about yourself? And he's like, yeah, I care about myself. Okay, do it for you. <laughs> he's like, all right. <laughs> so now he's saving the world, but really just doing it for himself. That's the way to do it. He like goes back to his hometown, and everybody's died from uh, like a disease. There's like pestilence. So there's like a disease going throughout, and, every, and you just see dead bodies everywhere. And he's like, ha, what a fitting way to come back home. And it's like, because he's dead, and now everybody else is dead. So it's awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a crazy little game, man. But it's the like classic PS One dungeon crawl type thing. You, it's it's a little like um, Legend of Zelda esque, you can say, like Link to the Past type stuff. Like you go into a dungeon and you go into rooms and everything loads, and then you're like swiping at things and dodging like fireballs and whatever else and like other things like that. So it's kind of a kind of bit of that. I'm going to get into it some more on the gaming episode that we do. So uh, we're doing movies and comics though. So I guess this doesn't imply. I shouldn't have asked. You really shouldn't have. You got to remember what podcast you're on, man. Oh, I see. I see. I'm getting to the rabbit hole. Yeah, that's right. There's Inception right there. Yeah, it's true. Oops. Yeah, so anyways, let's go ahead and get this going. Uh, get to the chopper! Turn that back just a bit. What's, what is that, True Lies? No, that was... Which um, one was that? That was Predator? Yeah, it's Predator. Predator? Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. When he's like, get to the chopper, it's like uh, when that Predator starts killing some of the people and they start running. Yeah. I think that, that's the where the line comes from. I'm pretty sure, right? Yes. You know Patrick. Yes. I thought so. I'm pretty sure it was Predator. Yeah. I don't remember him going to a chopper in True Lies, did he? Oh, that was a chopper. They did have a chopper. That was a chopper and a jet and everything else. Is there a chopper in every movie he does? Is there a chopper in Terminator? I would assume so. (laughs) He did shoot down a chopper in T2. Yeah, he did. Was there one in Commando? Of course there was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there there was. was. I'm pretty sure there was. (laughs) I think the colonel showed up in a... a, 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 Was there a chopper in Twins? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Probably so. He was probably airlifted to give 
No, that was uh, which one was he pregnant in? I got it confused. Junior, junior, junior? yeah, junior. Because uh, Danny DeVito was in that one too, wasn't he? Wasn't he the baby? No, <laughs> he might have been. That'd have been pretty great. Yeah, but anyway, uh, this is who's next podcast. We're doing movie and comics, and we're down a man, Mr. Jerome. <sighs> Apparently, he did not listen to his mother, and now he's fighting Thanos, and um, he can't come. And if long-time listeners, you listen, you get the joke. Um, but now, Jerome can't be with us. He's got some other things to attend to. And uh, so I've got Renee with me. What's up? And uh, Mr. Patrick. Yo, yo, yo. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get the recording started. Um, start by, like, what have we been watching? And um, Renee, why don't you start? What have what you been watching, man? Uh. Since I got HBO Max, I started Westworld. Oh shit! You got HBO Max, huh? Yeah. Hey, did you? So you started with season one? Yeah. Okay. So have you have you seen any of it? No, before? I I was not expecting what I got in that pilot. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the it's some weird shit. It is. I'm like, yeah. what the hell am I watching? I I had a I had trouble, kind of figuring out till like episode two, until I realized like it's they're all AI, mm-hmm. like these advanced robots, and they put them in this habitat, but they're controlling stuff it's from actually, a control tower. It's uh, actually a good bit for our topic today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Being in situation like what would you do so if there was like a west world what would be your role? What would you do in it? You know what I'm saying? And that's uh because yeah, I mean, yeah, I I watched the first season. I've heard the second season kind of goes a I've heard mixed things about the second season. So I I don't know. Then I heard the third season's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I've only watched the first season. The first season was pretty strong. I, I enjoyed it. Mm. So uh, there's some I, twists and turns. I enjoy it so far. My thing is like, how long can you spend in Westworld without it kind of getting repetitive? It is my question. But so far, is is very interesting to see. Like, are they becoming like more sentient? Are they or are they just is it just bleed over from their past programmings that is. Like going from thing to thing when they reset them, mm. or the, are, they, are they becoming sentient? That's so that's the, interesting. The longer you get into it, did they get into how they program the robots yet? Um, uh, basically, like, do the do you know if the robots remember anything, or do they even have memories? Do you know that at all? Well, yeah, that's that's the part I was referring to where um they get white, mm, yeah, and then uh, but it's looking like. Uh, like uh, the main girl's father, uh, the one that they programmed to be her father, he was having residual memories from past programs, mm-hmm. and apparently she's like the oldest host there, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice little, like so something's interesting with her. And then they had the whole thing where you know they don't feel like the flies on their faces when they're, and then she slapped it at the end of the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of had like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's about to go down. Yeah, the first season's pretty strong, man. There's some shit that happens in that that season, and it's uh, it's pretty good. Then you you have the man in black. No, I don't have HBO Max. Oh, what a loser. Then you have the man in black character. uh, I don't like him in anything. He's a really good actor, Mm -hmm. but he always needs to play Creek. Like, I was watching Truman Show the other day. Mm. No, I didn't watch that in a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched that one too. He was in that. He was one. Was he? He one was the, of the producer. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say he was behind the scenes. Yeah. A, a bit, yeah. And I actually think, if I remember right, that guy 
no spoilers, so I'm not trying to spoil anything, but I actually think you get to come around to where he's not as bad as what he comes off as really? up front. But because like, because he's pretty bad. Yeah, no, but but I mean like, they really get into the concept of like robots and humanity and things like that, and I guess perspectives. Because uh, he comes off real bad, but you come to realize some things about who he is and all that. And um, I don't know. It, I think it definitely brings conflicting feelings, I'd say, at least about him. If I if yeah. I remember correctly, because there is there is a lot of things about characters that play here that become like reveals and stuff of who they are, what yeah. they do in the world, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, But no, it's, it's a fun ride. Definitely uh, go for it. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, I plan on. I'm midway through episode two. I don't know what's wrong with me, but uh, I've been falling asleep, <laughs> getting old, man, or something. That's how it works. I yeah, fall asleep. Yeah, early I, I can't. Night. I can't get through. A, I can't get through an episode of Westworld. Mm. Cause they're about they're a good hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they could be a solid hour plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm done. Mm. But yeah, I did that. Uh, current on Star Girl again recommend that yeah i need to start right, watching it. you know that. you know what i've been wanting to watch though and i haven't started i actually started a little bit of it was doom patrol 2 season yeah. 2 i started a little bit of the first episode but like i just it gets they really throw you into some stuff and i need to rewatch it again because i was just like i was kind of confused yeah. about what was going on it it's a trippy kind of show so oh yeah it is gotta pay attention to it yeah, and that's my thing i have a little bit of add where like i like to watch a show and like Surf the right web mm-hmm. and you know dealing with work stuff and dealing with business and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. So like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Why is there a big eye in the sky? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. when did that happen? <laughs> Why is there a big purple singing unicorn? Yeah, like what what the hell is going on? So this show is a lot of that. So if you're not paying attention, yeah, you're you'll get like, lost uh, quick. What? So I might have to go back to episode one of season one yeah. and restart the whole thing. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of backstory, now that I, I kind of under, understand it vaguely, mm-hmm. but going back to episode one, I'll have a much better understanding. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting through the like half of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what you been watching? Um, besides Jersey Shore. Yeah, besides that, oh, I watched Never Have I Ever. Okay, which is like sounds little, just as bad. It's a. <laughs> I consider it like a, a teenage comedy. It sounds just on as Netflix. Bad. Yeah, it's from Mindy Kaling, uh-huh. uh, Kelly off the uh-huh. Office. Yeah, hit me with it. It's about a uh, Indian girl in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, it was. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that with him. She didn't watch it. With I watched it by myself. And then come to find out, like I, I just wanted to watch it one day, and then my daughter comes home and she's like, "I watched this show," and I was like, "You should not be watching this show." <laughs> Because the girl, like, uh, I guess she's 16. Her dad ends up dying. Well, like before, her dad dies, and then she becomes paralyzed just one day. And then there's some dude at school she's trying to see with his shirt off, and she ends up standing up again. So she wasn't paralyzed anymore. And, like, she's in therapy. And the pressures of being an Indian girl and <laughs> making straight A's and the family thing. But, like, the, the guy, she approaches him one day, and she's like, hey, you know, can, can we just have sex? And the guy's like, sure. I'm like, she should not be watching the show. They never have sex, but still. That's, that's all a, they seem to talk about. That's what I hope my kids get approached with, and they all say yes. Can we just have sex? And they yeah, say yes? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Nah, stairs from Tina. She's not happy about that. Right. I'm not either. It's a joke. Okay. But it was good, though. Like It's, it's a good show. It's good. It's a show. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, in his first season. It just started. Yeah, I watched the whole first season. Okay. It's uh, 10 episodes. They're like 20 minutes each. Man, you grinded it out in about a couple hours, huh? Yeah. Well, just... Back to back. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter kept wanting to spoil the ending. She's like, you want me to tell you the ending? Yeah, I'm oh like, God. No. Yeah. No, um, no, no. Alicia's a bit like that, too, where she like reads endings before they're done or whatever. Like She'll be in the middle of the show, and she already knows the ending. She read it online somewhere because she can't wait to just watch the reveal it's bad i got so. some interesting choices it's narrated by john McEnroe. is your next huh. uh show you're about to watch riverdale i've seen <laughs> <laughs> i watched two seasons of riverdale and then i was like this is kind of getting boring yeah i was thinking about like starting the... sabrina actually yeah jerome actually says sabrina's pretty good i heard it's pretty good and i think it ties into riverdale a bit but i've heard riverdale has gone down a rabbit hole a lot i actually did watch a season or so of riverdale with alicia oh so i'm not the only one yeah yeah i've watched a season or so but it's It's hard to stomach it's 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 hard to stomach that show like it's just so teen angsty i just couldn't i don't know it just wasn't for me but um i've watched an episode or two of sabrina and it actually was kind of interesting it it goes a lot darker than what that show ever was originally now i think sabrina teenage witch though was it a comic before yeah, I think it was. I think it was in the same line as like yeah, Archie, Archie and all, and all, and all, all that. Was yeah. it as like the the new show on Netflix is like they it's, get it's, into it's, like it's dark, yeah. devil shit and like it's pretty dark. So yeah. um, <clears throat> I actually have been meaning to kind of watch that. I think Alicia was watching it, but I don't think she's about that anymore. So I, think I might and, give it a go. Me and Tiffany started it, and I think Sabrina. She was just yeah. I think she got creeped out by one episode it is like, like one of the first ones yeah, yeah it actually is kind of creepy and stuff it's, it's um it and does go like, to some dark places which is i was kind of surprised that it's tying itself with riverdale but i heard riverdale gets into a lot of weird like even some magic shit but i don't know how much into the magic realm they get into but they go down some weird rabbit holes in riverdale from what i hear but i don't know so um anything else you've been watching it's really been it for now. Yeah. We're almost done, Jersey Shore, so I have to watch something else. Now, I've been going down like a revenge. Um, apparently, like everything I've been watching has had revenge themes in it. <laughs> Speaking of revenge, you should watch Revenge. Yeah, Revenge, the TV show? Yeah. I did watch that, actually, with my wife. You did? Not all of it, but yeah. I've watched a lot of it. It's that show with a girl who's Agent 13. Yeah. And yeah, she's like I, going to get yeah. revenge for... Uh, her dad or yeah. something like right. that. I yeah. liked it because it was pretty much like a remake of The Con of Monte Cristo, mm. which is one of my favorite movies with, uh, what's his name? Him, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Caviezel. Mm. I think that's his name. Yeah. Like, I, they've remade that movie a Guy few Pierce, times. Jim Caviezel, and uh, the first Dumbledore from Harry Potter. He was Wasn't there a remake of that with, like, Antonio Dumbledore. Banderas? That was Zorro. No, no, I you think sure? they, they did. Because the one. the first, like, the first act of Zorro was the kind of Monte Cristo. It's ah. like they completely stole like the first act. Oh, okay. When like he went to prison and you know, <laughs> lost his daughter and all of that stuff. That was kind of Monte Cristo by the numbers. Yeah. Matt yeah, Pizarro. Jim Guy Pierce. Okay, yeah, yeah. She talking about that one. Didn't yeah. it? Henry Cavill was in no shit. Yeah, he was okay. uh, he played uh the Count's son. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's the one that came out in two thousand two. Mm. And then if you go on a oops, you go on a search of it, see uh Let's see. There's another one. 
from did you okay no it's a book that's where it originated from a novel yeah but I want to say there was another movie they did of that too I wouldn't be surprised mm. yeah I don't think the Caviezel one was very accurate to the book they mm-hmm. cut out a lot of stuff which two hour movie well, 2002. That's a, it's, a, it's a lot of book yeah 2002 yeah. they probably tried to dig into the action a bit more and you know maybe like sidestep some of the okay now, some of the revenge stuff I've gotten into was, um, well, Old Boy. I rewatched the new one. Um, I watched the old one a long time ago, and then I rewatched the old one maybe a couple months to a year ago. And when I brought up the topic that we're going to be getting into, which is like kind of some of, in movies, movies or comics, some of the most like fucked up uh, situations or just like, uh, I won't even say just fucked up, but just like, I guess, situations or choices that characters had to make in movies and stuff ones that stand out to you ones that maybe um, had an effect like not necessarily an effect on you but something that lasts on you and old boy's one of those yeah. old boy's one of those where you have somebody a revenge story where <clears throat> he did something and he didn't even know he didn't even realize like he forgot what he did that pissed this dude off in such a way that he had revenge on him for over 20 years <laughs> <laughs> like he fucked his life up for 20 years and then did the most fucked up thing you can probably ever do to an individual ever in your life. He did. It's the most fucked up ending. Stick a figure in the butt, you know what I'm saying? It's worse than that. That's for sure. But um, I actually did go back and rewatch Kill Bill, the first yeah. one as well, because I'm going to get the old boy a little bit when we talk about the topic in hand. But um, <clears throat> Kill Bill was pretty fun to watch. And, you know, it's so... I was watching it, and it was making me think about the second Kill Bill movie and just how drastically different those two movies are. Oh, yeah. You know, like, the first one, they cut in, like, anime shit in there, and then it starts off with, like, a bang where, you like, she <laughs> knocks on the door, and there's a fight scene right there, and, like, it's it's almost nonstop action, and then you get to the second one, and it really pumps the brakes for a bit, and it's like, okay, Remember everything in the first movie? We're going to explain everything in this movie. Because <laughs> they only explain bits. But uh, not the whole thing. You really get what happens in the movie in the second one. So um, Still weird. It's like the second one was all plot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt more like a western type it, of thing. I almost like say you first. didn't even need it. Like watching the first one, like I felt like there's enough there. It holds. I kind of... She could have definitely been the John Wick, like a female Wick. I think I, I kind of, I've been me. I didn't watch the second one yet. Again, I, I do want to go back and rewatch it just to kind of remember. But uh, after watching it, I just I really want to sit with it. I just wonder if it would have been better if they would have just kept the same style of just like action and stuff, and just don't explain as much, just little bits. But I don't think we need the wealth. Of information that I feel like the second one got into, from what I can remember. I kind of think, you know, Tarantino was do, trying to do something a little different with both movies. Yeah. Like, he was kind of trying to go with that the man with no name or the woman with no name type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the mariachi and Desperado type mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. where, you know, you don't know a whole lot about her. You just know she wants revenge, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. You get little pieces, like little glimpses of... But then, you know, I think he was trying to do something completely different, like tell more of like a revenge western type of thing in the second one mm. but 
I like them both. I like the first one better, of course. First one was, I think, a better movie. I think everybody agrees with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Patrick. For sure. The first one is just fun. Like it even is, when yeah. she goes and fights people, and all of a sudden it stops and does that music, and then the red the red screen, and then it like zooms up on them, and then it goes dun 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 dun, and then they go fighting and shit. It's just it's a bunch of fun shit. The girl, the little girl in the school, uh, what is it? The school girl outfit that has the the chain and the ball, and she's swinging that shit around and like go go. Yeah, go go. That shit was wild. Like, it's 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 got such crazy but very um animated like characters in it that it's it's just a, it's just a fun movie to watch. The second one just really went into a different angle. But I mean, I don't know. I'm curious to watch the second one again to see how I feel after it's done. I think the best parts of the second one was her training. Yeah, there's a lot of backstory of her training. Yeah, I mean, stuff. I wouldn't get rid of two for anything just because of the pie may stuff mm. and how it kind of climaxes with the whole coffin scene her getting out of the coffin with the music behind it and yeah, yeah. just everything there was just one of my favorite scenes in cinema probably that whole yeah. her getting out of the coffin yeah that'd be interesting well so if they did a third one what style do you think you'd want to see that movie in closer to I would think closer to one yeah I would want because we'd already know the little girl's backstory We'd, yeah. They'd have a second one just to show us how she got trained. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Which Terrence, like I've been telling us, like Tarantino, I believe, released some backstory to what he would most likely set up there where uh, Vivica Fox's daughter, uh, Nikki, would be trained by the French chick with one arm and uh, Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. So it's like the one arm master and the blind master. Right. The girl type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have the bride's daughter who will also have been trained by the bride and it's kind of like that cycle of violence. Mm. Like revenge, revenge, revenge. It'd be good to see her her daughter go to the the guy uh, who makes the swords and go back to him and like, you made the sword... You now owe me a sword again, like because you He's gave like, her I, the sword. I hate these people so much. <laughs> He's like, I wanted to quit making swords. The man said, "This sword, if you meet God, you make him bleed or some shit like that." He's he like, said, "You, you say, could cut if, God." If, if you say, "If you run across God somewhere on your travels, even God will be cut." <laughs> yeah, even God will get cut. <laughs> That's that. Oh shit! There was, there was always rumors of a recut of the movie where it'd be one long movie called the whole bloody affair, but mm. that never happened. That never happened. No, I, I think it was released on like when they run it on TV back to back, they kind of cut it together mm. where like it just runs all the way through and it's like five hours and it's like a half a day thing because you know, it cuts for commercials and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen how, it. How I think TNT did edited, it though. Huh? So how do you watch that edited? You know, I, I came in kind of in the middle of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just sit down, right? I'm about to sit down and watch six hours of Kill Bill. <laughs> I kind of came in like right around when like one was ending and part two started. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing I watched that I got to catch up on was It Man, uh, three and four. I watched, I watched both of those. How you like Mike Tyson's acting? Dude, I couldn't tell if that was his voice or not. Because I watched the English dub. and it probably had to dub. I, I would think they had to dub his voice. I they was probably, wondering. But I mean, yeah. like in the original uh, J- uh, Chinese version, I guess, did they? Did he speak Chinese or did he speak English? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So did they just dub both? <laughs> did he not come back to do any <laughs> voice acting? <laughs> 
I would think his would be in English and have Chinese subtitles uh, while everybody else speaks Chinese. But he did talk like everybody could understand him. Yeah. So, yeah, that would, because it kind of sounded like his voice, but it kind of didn't, too. I was really confused on if that was his voice or not. Um, but I did like the fight scene with Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. The, yeah. I do feel like that was probably the worst movie out of the four. So you and, thought four was better? Because um, I haven't seen four yet. Yeah, I did think four is better. Okay. But you know what? I'm a sucker for when he starts doing that fucking like just hundred man punches, like just yeah, punch it. Like there's some scenes where he has um, chain punching. Yeah, he has uh, in the fourth one. He has uh, what's what's the actor's name? Scott. Um, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins. He has him on the ground and he's just like pop 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 pop, just nailing him in his head in the back of his head. He's just like this. <laughs> it's like get his fucking ass, man. And uh, basically, he's super racist. So <laughs> it's like the 60s and he's like, fuck you, yellow Chinaman. But his racism is confusing because he's like, fuck you, Chinaman, and your Kung Fu. But he's a like, but, martial arts master. No, but not, not only that, they're hollering about karate is the best. And it's like, but karate is not American. It's, it's Korean, right? Japanese. It's Japanese. I thought it was... Isn't there a Korean style of karate? Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Okay. Yeah. So I guess he's using the... Because they say karate. Yeah. That, that's what they call it in the movie. I always thought that was something from Korea, but that's from Japan then. Yeah. Okay. So he's still hollering Particularly about... Particularly Okinawa. He's still hollering about a martial arts from a foreigner. Now, look, I'm not trying to lump Chinese, Japanese, and Korean all in the same Asian, right? But they're still like... I have a hard time distinguishing between the three. So <laughs> I'm going to say, like, what is so elitist about karate to any, like, I would understand it more if he was like, this is a martial arts, like, some white guy came up with, and this is the best, you know? But it's. Well, if you look at, I mean, they kind of did it in part one. It was that whole, the Japanese occupation of China mm-hmm. thing that was going on. But that makes it's, sense, it's that, though, because that history. Japanese. Why is the white guy kind of taking on that banner of nationalist Japan yeah. with the occupation of China? Because that's that whole thing. Like, if you look at old Bruce Lee movies, mm-hmm. they play into that a lot. Mm-hmm. At least you look at Chinese Connection in particular. Mm-hmm. Where they go into like uh, Japan was occupying China, they have like no Chinamen allowed in this park, or or but dogs are allowed type yeah, of thing, yeah, or yeah. like uh, like the Chinamen are like filthy Japanese or more regal. Oh pristine. yeah, Japanese did some fucked up shit to the Chinese, especially back during the World War Two era. Yeah. Dude, like when I was going through the World War II museum, I brought my dad there one time. I think like for Father's Day or something a few years back, and they had a whole section there of what the Japanese did during the World War II era. And it was like, oh yeah, they would just have Chinese people and they would test their bayonets. They'd just stab them and kill them and stuff and practice and just kill Chinese people and then just roll through. One of the things about Bruce Lee movies was that they kind of made like Chinese people proud to be Chinese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why he's such a big hero. The whole Ip Man stuff, too, is pretty big on, like, in fact, Ip Man 4 is all about, like, it's Ip Man going to America because his son is kind of having some issues with the schools in China. So he decides, I'm going to go check out America. There's some Chinese people that have gone, made a life in America and see what's up. Because, you know, Bruce Lee even reached out to him was like, because... That happens too. Bruce Lee's like, hey, man, I'm doing my stuff here. It'd be great for you to come out and see me here and stuff. So 
Ip Man's like, okay, I'm gonna go out there and see what's see what's popping. And you know, Bruce Lee's doing it. And then the actor who plays Bruce Lee too, he has a nice fight scene that he gets to do there too. That's pretty cool. And uh, he, it's pretty bad. It's pretty fun when he gets a hold of some nunchucks in there because they yeah. really give it some justice for Bruce Lee, I guess. And like, you know, dude, when he gets those fucking nunchucks, man, like. <laughs> It's game over. Mm. He beats this dude's ass with some nunchucks. It's pretty cool. Uh, that was a good fight scene, I thought too. And then, um, and all that. But he goes to America for that reason, just to see. And there's a whole thing of the Chinese being together, unified, and like uh, they're actually upset with Bruce Lee over there because he's opening up his 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 dojo and his training to white people, black people, whoever. In fact, he's a black dude who goes to China to reach out to Ip Man. So the Chinese are like, uh, they actually bring Ip Man in and was like, hey, you know, look at his book that Bruce Lee wrote. Do you, you cool with this? He's telling everybody about what we do in our martial arts and shit like that. That's not cool. And Ip Man's like, I don't see what the problem is. Like, yeah, everybody, like be inclusive, you know, everybody. But there is people there in America who are very racist to the Chinese. Like one of the Chinese masters, his daughter gets in an altercation with the white girl who's jealous of her talents and skills in the, in the cheerleading. Hmm. So she actually tries to get some of the guys from some like football team or whatever and like try to fuck her up. And it man steps in and, and helps her, of course. But you see the racial tension there. And this is on the cusp of the civil rights movement. This is 1964. So that's around the time period, which doesn't match up to me. Have you seen Ip Man 3? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How old do you think Ip Man's son is in 3? He's a big part of like him trying to protect his son and the problems his son's having in school. Yeah. So I thought maybe about 8. Yeah, like around that time. Okay. And then that, that time period of Ip Man 3, it says it ends in 1960. Yeah. Okay. So it's right there in 1960. This movie specifically says 1964. His son looks like he's 16. Yeah. So how did you jump eight years and four? Well, the the timelines in these movies, they're, they're playing loose with the timeline. And, and it he's, was, he was a lot older by the time like Bruce Lee went to America. Like If you see pictures of Ip Man, like, yeah. he's a lot older than yeah. what Donnie Yen looks. Yeah, they play they, fast, they play and fast loose, with loose with the time. Yeah. yeah. So I, it didn't really... I wasn't really like, what the fuck? You know, it's just like, eh, that's kind of weird. This isn't historically but, accurate at all. Like, <laughs> none, of that, none of those movies are historically I accurate. I don't imagine it is. <laughs> I tell you what, I was surprised when Scott Atkins rolled up. Because I didn't really realize who he was at first watching it. Because I haven't watched a lot of movies with him and all. And there's a scene where he's like, fuck your Chinese martial arts. He's a Marine. And in the Marines, they're like, karate. That is the American way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man, that's the same. It was the same problem I had with the movie. I was like, what are you talking about? Why are you giving this guy shit when you're using a foreign martial arts anyways? Like, it doesn't make sense for all the hate, regardless. He's like, fuck your Chinese martial arts, blah. And uh, he's like, check this guy out. And there's this other guy who's like karate master guy. And it man whoops his ass. And Scott Atkins like, what? All right, I gotta fucking do this myself. And I thought he was just some bullshit sergeant. Like, I didn't think he was about that shit. He runs into this room and fucks up like 
eight Chinese masters at once. He just jumps in, pow, 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 just beating everybody's ass. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing about these movies, like, like 80 to 90% of the Chinese masters job to the villain. Yeah. So if man could whoop his ass yep. at the end of these movies, yep, yep. it's like a lot of numbers. Yep. I tell you what, it is pretty sad though that they do have some things that happen at the end that really pull at your heartstrings with everything. And oh, like part a, three, man! Like I almost teared up at the end of part three with the gonna, stuff with his wife. It's gonna be worse in part four. Oh come on, man! <laughs> it's gonna be worse in part four. Like the man's wife died. Oh, like my favorite part of part three was when like they had just left the doctors and they sent the tie fighter in there to like go uh, fight it, man, and like he had attacked it man while he was in the elevator with his wife yeah i like never seen him so angry but it wasn't he was restrained with his anger but you could tell he was furious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he kept doing though like i liked in the elevator scene though while they're in the elevator he's like always protecting his wife the whole time making sure that she's yeah. safe and he's he's mad but he's like restrained till he gets his ass out the elevator yeah. and then it's like it's go time and just the whole moral of the story, like family is what's most important. Yeah, that's a pretty dope three. one, too. Yeah. He realizes how much family he missed, just kind of focusing on his fighting and stuff. And she also realized, too, like, hey, this is important to him as well. And there's like a balance. And especially with her not going to be there anymore. She was even like, look, maybe you should, like, I like to hear you practice. Why don't you practice? Yeah. You know, oh, that guy's you know calling you out. Handle it, you know? So, but I guess that was the problem I had, like, the, I thought, oh shit, this is going to be a huge buildup with Mike Tyson. And there was a fight. And it was a good fight with Mike Tyson. But it just kind of... I guess Mike Tyson doesn't want to do a movie where he gets his ass whipped by Downey in. <laughs> so like it had to end with a to-be-continued yeah. type thing, which it never will be. And then... um and then it, it culminated to the last fight with, I guess, the guy that he was kind of friending who wanted to kind of be the number one Wing Chun guy. Yeah. And even that, and even like just some of the fights just felt a little restraint in three. Like, um, they they even try to mimic the scene from one, where in one where he's like, I'll fight 10 of them. Mm-hmm. And he beats those guys' asses. In three, the guy's like, here, you'll fight 10 of them. And since 10 guys, he even make the statement, I'm going to send 10 of them. And he sends like 10 guys at him. And he really struggles with the 10 for a bit. And I was kind of like, hmm, I kind of want to see you beat these guys' asses, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I really want to see you try. I just saw you fight 10 guys two movies ago, and you had no problems. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're trying to say age and stuff, yeah. but it didn't really make a point about that in the movie. I mean, so. they, they should have like, emphasized him getting older yeah like the more because when i'm saying when i said we made three and four i was like all right like i know what it man looked like around that time like he's old mm. like he's old oh yeah he dies point. in the 70s they say he died in 70 something mm-hmm. and he was like 79 when he died yeah. so if you're doing it in 64 he should be like in his 60s he should be there, but he looks like he's in his forties or like late thirties, like ah, forties. I'd say early forties. And you gotta realize he wasn't doing. He definitely wasn't doing all that fighting. Fuck no. Like, now his students got got busy like that. Mm. Like and, and he really didn't have a lot to do with training Bruce Lee. Like he was like he had seniors, like senior instructors, like like Ip Man's son and like another senior. He they dealt more with Bruce Lee's training. You like, know, I kind of he didn't really do a whole lot of training I, later in the years. I actually did want to. Okay, so that actually makes sense now. Now that you say that, I guess I understand why. Because Bruce Lee, even in the fourth movie, is more of a footnote 
he's not really that big of a character in the movie. I thought they were going to show us a really budding relationship between him and Bruce Lee. And they don't. They never do. They, like in the third one, it's like, I want you to train me. And he's he there's a misunderstanding about like him opening the door and he just thinks, Oh, okay. And then later at the end he's like, No, I want to train you, man. So he's like, Oh, cool. And the fourth one, it's basically like, You trained me. Didn't see any of that. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like he just has this respect for it man and stuff, but it's kinda like we, but we didn't get to experience any of the relationship. I thought that's what we were going with this, yeah. and I guess that's the only issue I had with the series. But you saying if he didn't really even have that much on hands training with him to begin with, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. You know, but it, we're having fantasy here, anyways. All this shit's not really real, so I mean, why can't you just do a little fun Bruce Lee thing? I don't, I don't like know. My favorite, like Bruce Lee story, was the uh, Dragon of Bruce Lee story. With Jason Scott Lee. And uh, there's this whole thing about with the when he started training, you know, blacks and whites and everything. And the Chinese Kung Fu Association challenged him to a fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got kicked in his back and it like partially paralyzed him. And he uh, had to rehabilitate himself and all that stuff and get back to who he was. Like that's what happened in the movie. In real life, he injured his back doing like. Good mornings. And like he had to rehab. Now they did tell him like you'll never be able to practice martial arts like you did ever again. But he was able to rehab himself and get back to the point. And this was pre his his later film career because he was a child actor. Then he went, he started doing martial arts films like After Green Hornet and all of that stuff. So this was like in the early 60s before he got Green Hornet. He injured himself and he came back but Dragon dramatized it so much and made it this big old thing, this whole fantastical thing. When really, like, a guy showed up to his dojo and said, you can't be training white and black people. And he beat the guy's ass. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) And they made it this big knot. I mean, it's it's a story, like, everybody tells. Like, it was, like, the Chinese Martial Arts Association in Oakland challenged him to, like, like, if we win, you have to stop training Kwilo you know foreigners and if you win you can do what you want and he won and he got the right to do what he wanted but it was it wasn't like this thing like that in the movie like if you watch it it's a really great movie with a great soundtrack great acting but like they went into this big arena where it was like these like four asian guys sitting in three four big chairs mm. like mortal Kombat. <laughs> that's the bruce lee story movie right yeah i seen that you saw, you saw that <laughs> right yeah there you go but you saw something and at the end, he, he fights the guy again, right? Because he says he could beat anybody in 60 seconds, and it's the same guy that hurt his back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was a, like a demo, demo tournament he went to like when he was demonstrating his martial art. And, mm. But that fight really didn't happen either. Mm. But, you know, they, it was a good movie. It was good for drama. Fun drama. Yeah. Fun know. drama. So that, what I'm getting at is, you know, all these movies, they're so, like, fanta- fantasized, fantasticized. Mm-hmm. It's like in Rudy. Like you just have to find like the little hints of truth. Yeah, in a lot yeah. of those movies. Oh yeah, I, 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 yeah, for sure. It's all just fantasy. But the It Man three and four were fun. The whole series itself, I think, is a pretty good uh, series. The four movies. Uh, strongly suggest anybody watch it. If you haven't, uh, they're really dope movies and uh, really great action set pieces and it. Like really great choreography, footwork and stuff. There, like it's pretty dope. 
So, um, and like the last fight scenes, <clears throat> and it, and the fight scenes in Man Four are actually really fun. They're really good. Like I actually liked it. Like I said, I liked it more than three. Three, I felt like the the fights were a little more. They just felt restrained. They didn't feel as like fun and flashy as like the other three movies did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did focus a little more on the drama, and which is which is good. I mean, I, uh, they wanted to tell the story about him losing his wife or something. So I mean, yeah, that's understandable. Uh, to, you know, take it a different direction. So, yeah. Yeah, if you didn't watch it, Man Three, he loses his wife. Sorry about that. I mean, it, they kind of <laughs> tell you up front, though. She says she's told in the first maybe twenty minutes, you have cancer and you have six months to live. Yeah, but me not really knowing, like I knew more about his his martial arts <clears throat> history and his family history. So, yeah, I'm I was I'm watching it like, oh, she pulls through. Because I didn't really know what happened well, to his wife. Because she's a footnote. She she's really a footnote. They, they, like, they don't her. talk about her in his history at all. Like if you look at his Wikipedia mm-hmm. or anything like that, they don't really talk about his wife I, much. I thought she was dead because um, when they first told her she had cancer, they said it's too far gone. There's nothing we can do. So I was like, she's gonna die at the end of this movie. Like that. That I knew that from the jump. For me, like when I saw it. So I didn't I really. Liked, I like to be hopeful. Yeah, but this is not like a. This is supposed to be a type of quote unquote realistic movie. Uh, if it was more of a fantasy where you could find some magical cure or something, that would have been like maybe she pulls through it. So you but, don't have some type of tea back there that can. This is like late fifties, late fifties, early sixties medicine in China. Yeah, and everybody um, was smoking. They still smoke like that. Yeah, like they smoke like chimneys. Yep, yep. So uh, it's probably what he had. He probably had lung cancer. I'm pretty sure he did have like some type of lung cancer. You'll find out in fourth movie. <laughs> You'll find out in the fourth movie if that's true or not. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he died of like lung cancer or something, if I remember correctly. Hey, something like that. Yeah, well, you'll find out in the fourth movie. They'll uh, they'll tell you because it's the finale, so they do they do tell you how things basically ended up. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna say in what ways or how or whatever. I'll let you watch it for yourself. It's on Netflix. It Man Four. So go for it. Um, but yeah, I think those are the movies I watched. So. We'll go ahead and. Uh, is there any like news topics of stuff going on that you want to bring up in particular? Marvel stuff, DC stuff, anything? Just, just that everything is kind of been suspended at that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So everything like Mulan was like the last thing. Yeah. Like even um Tenet was like because like uh, I think um what Christopher Nolan was really trying to say oh we're gonna get this movie out in theaters you know end of July and then it was like well August okay we'll do August and then I was like. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. They pushed Avatar back a year. Some Star Wars project back a year. Yeah. Spider Man is going to release when Avatar was supposed to release now, Not which really. is December of next year. Mm. Did Avatar move out of the. But they're not releasing the same week, though, right? No, no, it moved to a whole new year. Like it's yeah. going to be December of 2022 now. Yeah, Shit. Avatar? Damn. Shit. That's two years. Well, we were never getting those movies anyway. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm like, not even worried about the Avatar. Movies. I stopped being excited about Avatar about a year mm. after after the release the f- of the original. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was done with it then. Yeah, so, it's too long to come yeah, back and be yeah. like Avatar. And I then, don't know. then he's filming them like back to back, like like five. Said, of them. You gonna get these movies? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna like it? Like I don't care anymore. Uh, you care, Patrick? You ready for Avatar? I think it's too too far past it yeah. i mean it, i mean it was it was a great pocahontas movie but yeah it was pocahontas you know it where it would make sense pocahontas. to me is if he was Slash gonna put Samurai. those yeah if he's gonna put those movies straight to netflix or something i think it would be received better there no I, you you had 
the biggest movie of all time. You don't put it on Netflix. You wait until you can put that. Bitch but in the I'm saying, yeah. But then you what happens? COVID doesn't exist anymore, and you could have everybody in the theater coughing on each other because you want to make all that two. But billion I'm going to say that nobody's going to be in theaters to cough on each other about it. So I, I don't think people are really going to go for that. That's why I'm saying Netflix would have probably been a better life for it. People would probably be more apt to watch it then, and to give it that. Because um, people are not going to watch that movie until it comes to streaming services after it does terrible in the box office. That's my prediction. Because I don't think anybody's really wanting to go see that fucking movie. I think so. whatever releases when people can go back in the theater is just going to make money. Cause Timing will go. matter. So if that movie comes out close to when everybody's back in theaters, I'll recant my statement and that it might actually do pretty well. But if we're already in a movie cycle of stuff... And that thing drops, I don't think people are going to go see it. I think it'll get swallowed by everything else. Too Especially much, too much if it comes out with Spider-Man. And no, if no, they... it's going to come out a year after Spider-Man. Okay. okay. I mean, but you, you're coming out December 2022. I mean, I know some DC stuff is coming out around that time. Yeah. So. I wouldn't be surprised if some Star Wars shit that ends up happening around there, too. Disney puts them both out. They're not going to put them anywhere near each other. Disney putting out this movie, too? Yeah. Uh, they Avatar? Yeah. That's right. That's right. They, they have a, Disney has a... Disney owns Absolutely. almost everything now. I forgot. Seth, about that. you don't know it, but Disney I was about to say bills. it'd be interesting yeah. to see uh, James Cameron go full on old man against Marvel. Yeah, like he's been doing. Like he's on his like big old kick against comic book films. Mm. Like I was now Wonder Woman. I didn't like now Sarah Connor was a real heroine. But he's getting his money because <laughs> of comic book films because Disney's paying that bill. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's kind of a catch there. Uh, you know, like you can hate on all you want, but. Disney's a big ass company because of it. Yeah, a lot. That, well, yeah, I would say <laughs> Disney was always a big ass. Company. That's why I bought the backtrack because I was about to say, well, Disney has always been a big company, but I don't think it would be the. I don't think it would be the big thing that I don't know if they would buy Fox if it wasn't for the success of their Marvel franchises. I don't know if they would have done that. Maybe, but I don't know because I don't think they're. I don't know. They, I mean, they do have a lot of stuff, but the Marvel stuff is something different, dude. Like, the Marvel stuff is really changing. Like, there was an article that came out about, like, uh, some survey they did where people were, like, willing to pay extra money for movie tickets for Marvel movies compared to any other movie. Like, if it's a superhero movie, they'll pay more money for the ticket. They're fine with it. So, I mean, that superhero stuff, I mean, I don't think Marvel has... I mean, I don't think Disney has any movies that are like constantly pushing the billion dollar mark as consistently, even sequels and stuff like the Marvel franchises do frozen. So yeah, maybe <laughs> that, but I mean, still in all, did it hit a billion or over a billion? No, I don't know. Frozen? I'll look it up. Those, those movies. I'm pretty sure it did. It probably did it in it the probably sleep. did. Yeah. Well, frozen. Yeah. I don't wonder if frozen two did as well. I don't know. I don't think Frozen 2 had the hype around it like Frozen 1 did. Like it didn't, but I I think it quietly made the money. Yeah, I don't know. It might. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'd be... Um, I know a lot of preschoolers liked it. Yeah, I mean, Frozen 1 and 2 are definitely there for the preschoolers and younger ones, but <clears throat> I don't know. Because even the Toy Story stuff, I think they make good money too, but and they're good with kids, but I don't know if they're pulling the Marvel money. Like something about the superhero genre as a whole is just 
that's the thing that really puts people in theaters a lot. I mean, I think the only thing that gets close is the Pixar stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, so worldwide gross for Frozen was uh, $1.2 billion, and Frozen 2, $1.4. Uh, yeah, like go. I did, it made more money. I said, yeah. I think it quietly, yeah. it didn't have the hype, but it made the money some kind of way. Yeah, Which, you true. know, you talk inflation and all that stuff, yeah. so it's probably... Mm, probably never, never underestimate the power of little kids wanting to go to the movies it's true it's true, it's true. and that's that's from marvel you know hey little kid want to go see iron man they want to go see spider-man so you get all that then you get the the old adults the nerds everybody yeah i think that's the other thing too i think the marvel movies apply to a bigger selection of people than you know like frozen and stuff like that so but I mean, one point four, one point three is nothing to sniff at. I mean, those definitely pulled in more money than probably a lot of Marvel movies, actually, especially the early ones. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than you know, basically everything shut down because of COVID and stuff. I didn't know if there was any other stuff that really popped out uh, as far as the movie stuff goes. But yeah, you know, I'm not really looking to do that much new stuff. Just anything of importance. So the topic at hand. Fucked up situations, things in movies and stuff. Thought it'd be a fun thing to do, and this will be the last thing we do before we shut it down. Jerome actually texted me in a few things, so I'll go with uh, Jerome stuff first, and then if y'all haven't really thought of anything or not sure, maybe this will help put you in a mindset to mm-hmm. where you have something. All right, he says, uh, uh, and it could be from comics as well. So this one was actually a little more from comics. Uh, one of them is Spider-Man choosing Aunt May over MJ. So, do y'all familiar with that in the comics? <laughs> Are you familiar with it from comics? No. Okay. So, there's a story called, uh, what is it, One More Day? Yeah, Brand New Day. Brand New Day. Yeah. Okay. So, there's a story where, I think it's because of the Civil War stuff that happened and uh, Spider-Man's name got out there and people knew who he was that he became a target for his villains. That led to uh, one of his villains killing Aunt May. So he feels responsible for the death of Aunt May. So the devil comes up, which is, I think it's Mephesto, Mm -hmm. basically the devil. And the devil's like, hey, look, I can bring your Aunt May back. And he's like, what, you want my soul or something? And he's like, no, 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 that soul stuff, that's all whatever. He's like, no, I want your the love that you have with MJ. That's better for me if you don't get to have that. So I'll reset time, I'll reset us back to your Aunt May alive. Nobody will know you're Spider-Man. But you and MJ will have never have dated because they were like together in a relationship. They might even be married. They were married. They yeah, were married yeah. and everything at the time. And for once, happy. Yeah. <laughs> so you you'll lose all that. You can't you can't get and MJ's not going to remember anything about being in love with you. Y'all still know each other, but you will definitely be distant. And I think Spider Man's left with the knowledge though. He knows what they used to have, mm-hmm. but he can't really pursue it or, or something like that. So he gives up his relationship with. Mary Jane, so that his old ass grandma can come back to life. So Aunt May. So this so, wasn't Marissa Tomei. No, it wasn't Marissa Tomei. This was more like uh, <laughs> some like seventy. Yeah, that the first the original Spider Man movie. That that Aunt May. Finish know. it. Yeah, finish <laughs> it. I'm evil. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely a fucked up one. Like, the only thing, the thing that the book tried to sell it, but nobody liked it. Because everybody's like, she's old anyways. She's going to die. My whole thing was like, she lived her life. Yeah, yeah. she lived her life, and you're going to take away the life you have. Like, but it, but I guess there's two ways to look and at didn't it. He, didn't he show them like, her, they, like their future children, like the children they would have had? Yeah, I think so, too. You yeah. see the kids and everything, and it's like it's all gone. But I mean, like, he could definitely, I mean, there's other women out there. He can have kids with them. So you can always just replace. Like, when Tina dies, I can have another one. I just got to go find her. <laughs> I already knew where that was going. <laughs> but I, I think the two things they tried to play on in this, I think the one thing they tried to do was say, like, he felt responsible for her dying. Like, it was his fault. So he, like, because uh, I think he makes the point to MJ where he's like, I want to undo this and I want this, I want her to be alive because I can't live with the guilt that like I am why she died. I get she's old and death is going to come like it does for everybody, but it should come on other terms, not because of something I did, not because of something, you know, that I chose. So he felt guilty for the death. You're not, when you give up your marriage, you're not like, nobody's, you know dying per se like it's not like he was like it's mj's life for aunt may's life it's a relationship for someone's life so but like a lot of fans me included like i i thought that was just yeah i don't know i guess because writers seem to feel like once somebody's married in a relationship they just can't do nothing with it anymore. So they got to break it up and do stuff to be able to write interesting stories. I think that was the mindset, if I'm not mistaken, of why they decided to do that. But I don't... Because, I mean, Spider-Man struggles a lot because a lot of what made him popular back in the day was he's a teenager. like He was a high school kid just trying to fight crime while being in school and doing stuff. And Spider-Man, as the years gone by, is getting to being an adult, married, and all that. And I guess they wanted to try and erase some of that to be able to write some, like, oldish Spider-Man stories. But I don't know. But I think, uh, is everybody killing their grandma to keep their love relationship? Oh, there you go. There you go. You're going to stay. You gonna? I didn't do anything to make her die. So it's my fault. <laughs> well, what if you did? I'm, I'm definitely not the superhero, so nobody killed her because of me. I mean, you still you can maybe. I maybe, mean, you look at you look at anything in life, and it's like if I can go back and change something. But if you change something, then that changes something you have. Like if I, if something happened in my life when I was a kid, then I wouldn't have my kids. So why would I want to go change something, even though it was horrible and and stuff like that? Mm. Because then you know you get to this point in your life for a reason and if you believe like that then if you go change anything you're gonna fuck that up mm. Mm. who you? knows you might be you might think you'd be happier but it might be worse it's true what do you think Ugh. i don't think my mom would have, be happy with me if i made that choice <laughs> it is kind of like his mom so you, you yeah. it is the better way to look at that like your grandma but your mom Per se, because like uh, Aunt May was basically his mom, so it's it's basically choosing your mom's life, you know. So I mean, um, it's I true. mean, how did she die? Did she get like gruesomely killed? 
think she just got shot or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't she just that got bad. shot. It wasn't. I don't. It wasn't remember. nothing. She just. It got wasn't shot. like she was tortured to death. They kicked in a door and hit her with an AK right yeah, in the chest. Something like that. Something <laughs> like that. Something like that. I don't exactly remember how she died. I just know it was from something. Cause I, and I want to say it was from the Civil War shit. Because um, in Civil War, in the comics, Spider-Man sides with Iron Man at first. And so he like takes off his mask and tells everybody who he is. He's Peter Parker. And then after a while, he's like, fuck Iron Man, man. Like, this is not, I don't really agree with the things he's <laughs> this doing. Is, this is not fun. So then he switches to Captain America's side later on. But, um... Because he already outed himself as a hero, like it's you know too late. Everybody knows now. So, which is kind of what they're doing in the movies, which is kind of interesting. Is like now that that's out, so yeah. be interesting. But uh, you saying your mom would be upset with you if you should your mom want to die, so that you can keep your love. Well, she's uh, she always kind of told me like I just want you to be happy. I think she's tired of me being single. He's like. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe you were married. So don't give that up. Maybe you were married and everything, and you made the choice already. Yeah, maybe. Because I kind of already made the choice. Because I kind of feel like I would. Because just I kind of feel like I would. Like, well, we, we, if we're meant to be together, we'll find each other again eventually. Mm, type of thing. You got a chance it then. Eh, Manifesto didn't lie. <laughs> well, I think there's stuff in the comics now that are kind of starting to push them together again. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So they are coming back around, but. I mean, like, Peter Parker got the chance to, like, just slay through a couple other women. Like, hey, fuck, let's do it all. I'll get back to you later. I just got to hit a couple more, and then I'll get back to Mary Jane. <laughs> Thank you, devil. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. So, you know what? I never really did get Felicia a good go. <laughs> Let me ride that out, see where it takes see me. See where it takes me. Yep. The other one he has is Professor X mind controlling. Well, it wasn't mind control. Huh? What, my answer? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I'm supposed to give an answer. I'd already said, though, of course I would let my mom die and keep my relationship. Like, fuck her. You're getting some. You're getting some tonight. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, she's right here. I can't be honest. <laughs> and now you're not. <laughs> now, I always thought the decision was stupid. And I know how my mom is. My mom's a little more of a realist. And in fact, my mom's a, a you know Christian. She believes like, hey, when she dies, she's going to heaven and it's going to be awesome. So I would be sending her there sooner. How so, dare you bring me back to this hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She would probably be mad at I me. I was happy. I was in heaven. <laughs> and then you caught me back to earth. To what? Die terribly from some cancer or something later on? I was playing <laughs> pinochle with Jesus and you bring me back down here. Yeah, look, I've seen my mom. Last year, she went through some really hard stuff. She almost died last year, and it was a lot of pain that she was in for a while. If she could have a quick, easy death, and I keep my kids and my wife and everything, my mom would come back to life and be like, bitch, what the fuck you did? <laughs> she would know. Like, it, I, I just couldn't. I just have to help my dad figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Let me introduce you to this app. Yeah, right. (laughs) That basically. (laughs) It's called Tinder. (laughs) 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 All right. So I think your dad is good enough for Match. Oh, there you You go. got to pay for Match. Mm -hmm. You got to pay for Tinder. Do you? I think so. I think because Tinder had that thing that like a. I seen a story about it because uh, 
There was a <laughs> no. There was a discrimination lawsuit <laughs> with Tinder because they charged older people more money than younger people to use it because they wanted more younger people on their app. Oh no shit! So it was like a discrimination lawsuit. Oh, that's amazing. Huh. Because if you were over a certain age, you had to pay more money. Mm. That's that's that's. That's pretty funny. My dad would probably regress to playing Call of Duty for an insane amount of time. If Tiffany dies, I'm reactivating my World of Warcraft account, and nobody will ever see me again. There you go. Except for my kids. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll drag you out once every other week I, I for tried recording. To I tried the relationship thing <laughs> once. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Right? This week in World of Warcraft podcast <laughs> with Patrick. <laughs> you just call it my wife is dead, so now it's Warcraft. <laughs> you'd, you'd have a whole segment of what's in Patrick's beard. What happens <laughs> when your wife change. dies? <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Um, the other one he's got is, um, oh, we're about to be disturbed. Alicia's home. Um, in fact, you want to open the door. Uh, oh, I don't know. Just help her out. We'll pause right quick. All right, we back. Sorry about that. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so the next one on his list, Professor X, do using uh, there's the whole thing. It was done in some movies. It's in the comics where he basically used his powers to help kind of like block certain memories and things like that in her mind to help her with controlling the power inside of her, which was like the Phoenix Force, which got um, intensified when she went into space and the Phoenix came into her whatever that space stuff is and it made it powerful whatever i guess the basic concept to to, to kind of address this is like if you knew I, the way i think i would phrase it maybe i'm wrong but if you could fuck with your kid's mind but you know you know that if you do this let's say you don't know but you think you know that if you do this she'll she'll come out good she'll come out better okay she won't do something terrible but if you don't block these memories you think that she'll probably do something bad right do you do it as like raising a kid so you know i don't know it's it's a weird one because it's definitely like powers and shit so it's hard to really equate i guess but um it's basically if, if there was something you could do and you felt like, and it may not be true, but you felt like if I do this, she's going to be able to, you know, be well, safe. Or she let's won't. say, let's say your kid got attacked by a dog at a young age. Yeah, they're definitely afraid of dogs. Yeah. Then you block out that they're afraid of dogs, and then one day they remember and just start manslaughtering dogs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's. I guess as a. I guess I'll speak over it a bit, I guess. You know, I think we have impulses, parents and stuff sometimes when we see our kids that we want to protect them from from anything bad. But the problem with protecting them from bad is that bad is part of life. So, so there are bad things that they need to experience. I mean, you do the best you can. But if we had the choice to take away any bad experience our kids have probably be pieces of shit you know potentially i mean experiencing bad experiencing hardships and stuff is what refines you into a better person in my opinion if all you had was good things happen to you and everything and somebody's there protecting you all the way you'd be a little douchebag ass kid well you would maybe be that or you would just be like if something happened like for instance 
COVID stuff is like <clears throat> people got concerned about COVID and then like uh, like uh, I hear Joe talk about this that in California he has a lot of liberal friends that all of a sudden were calling him up how do I get a gun for the whole time gun laws abolish guns you know and now when shit hits the fan you want a gun so here or there whatever you feel about the gun policies I'm not trying to debate that at all but that was the reaction some people had so you know, being sheltered away, because we live sheltered away from the hardships of what our ancestors actually had to grow up in, you know? Like, Patrick, if I throw you in the woods with nothing but an axe, how long you how long are you going to be making it out there, buddy? Forever. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not long. <laughs> we, wa- we watched a show by her friend's house, and it's, what was the name of that show? Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid. Where they basically take two people, mm-hmm. they strip down butt naked as a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and then they have to survive 21 days in the woods, and yeah. they both could bring one item. And yeah, it was rough. Like yeah. this woman, she found a bird's head that was just severed, like something ate the bird and left the head, and she cooked that bitch and ate it. Yep. Because yeah. she was starving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. nope, not going to do it. I would have been tapped out. Yeah. I guess that's the, and I guess that's somewhat of the point of the question, or at least the point of the, the thing here is is that uh, what you think Oof. I mean well I mean you with the martial arts background and everything too part of that is putting yourself in situations that experience certain types of hardships violence and things like that I mean especially with some of the fighting you've done and I think definitely in like uh, BJJ some of them do like some like uh, they go to the mat and, and do that stuff to you know help put themselves in situations that are, I guess, quote unquote, simulated so that whenever or if ever they experience something real, they're at least a little more prepared for it. Yeah. And it builds a number of things of self-confidence and a number of other things, it's not just for self-defense, but, you know. I think, you know, if you uh, if you avoid all types of uh, conflict or hardship, it doesn't do you any favors. Kind of does you a disservice because, you know, how do you – you know, handle these things. But even yeah. as a kid, I guess would be the real question here too. Like my first martial arts instructor threw a knife at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was 10. <laughs> Glad to see you made it. Yeah. I guess he had a good aim. Yeah. He hit me right in the forehead with it. <laughs> right with the butt of the knife. Damn. That's amazing. Yeah. He was, he was awesome. He was a body, ex bodyguard. He was awesome. He threw a knife <laughs> so, at me. <laughs> I mean, but he was able to throw it where the butt would hit him in the head. That's my mom found out she like blew the place up. Down I'm, there. Pretty sure. yeah. I'm pretty I, sure. I didn't go back there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have went back, but like after my mom like went in there and like uh, ate everybody up, like I couldn't go back. There. Yeah, it was like yeah, because I, I mean, like, you know. Oh, don't throw knives at Renee again. <laughs> You're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, we can't throw the knives at Renee. <laughs> hey, Billy, catch this knife. You know, I, I was basically going to Cobra Kai. Uh, <laughs> basically, it was like Black Cobra Kai. What is Black Cobra Kai called? Fearless Tigers. Fearless Tigers. There you go. That makes sense. But uh, oh, yeah, shit. it was. And you, I mean, stuff would go on there. Like I would have to, like I was a kid, I would have to do like gauntlets. I would have to like spar multiple people because you know he was grooming me to lead because I had talent. And usually I'd be able to school my school myself, and you know, because you know. You kind of feel bullied a little bit, mm-hmm. so you know you cry a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know you pick yourself up, you walk out the door, you get picked up. I couldn't, I couldn't fix my face that day. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "What's wrong? What happened to you?" Mm-hmm. 
nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch a nice. <laughs> like I think she like if you know what Dragon Ball Z is, I think she went Super Saiyan. Mm. Yeah, like she she went there and it was over with. Like I couldn't go back. I had to change schools. Like well, I can't I can't go back in there. Like, that's over with. You didn't have to. You was changing schools regardless. Right. <laughs> she she was right. bringing your ass back there. Yeah. Even well, if you she, wanted to go. Well, you know what she told me? Like, if you want to go back, you can, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not going back over there. After you embarrassed me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I yeah. would have been all right. I would have, you know, I would have went back. and it, it, it was just the way it was over there. Here's a, here's a, here's a, a I thing. think, an interesting question then that might frame some of this question as well. If something terrible happened, like let's say your kid was molested or if your kid was something bad and you had the option to be able to take that memory away, do you do it? Because, of course, I think the common answer would be yes. I think every I think I know I would feel more tuned to yes. But Uh, what if if, if your kid is suffering like they're truly suffering? yeah, Yeah, but 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 I guess my question would be, though, like sometimes those experiences happen to people that then are able to 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 grow stronger from it no matter how terrible it is and then reach out and help others and so like do you take away the trauma of that to someone who then would grow up to you know, like if you let's say if you if you knew if you knew that your daughter or your son would grow up struggling like hurt from this experience but they would grow stronger and help a bunch of other women or men who deal with the same issue. Do you say, fuck that. I don't want my kid to suffer with this memory. Or do you take it from them? I mean, there is the kind of thought process here that life is life and everybody has a different walk and terrible things happen to people and great things happen to people. But some, there's some, believe especially i think in um some christian forms that you know everything happens for a reason and uh i think it's in scripture that uh, i think of romans that uh everything happens uh everything that happens to someone is like turns out to good for them that love god and that know the other truth or, or some some form of, of that that basically no matter what bad can happen it can always turn to good in the Christian faith, I don't know about anybody with the Buddhist or um, other religions, but I assume there are some variations of that where bad can turn to good. So, if you had the power to be able to take trauma from your child, but you know that would alter the course of their life forever, something that they might do that's beautiful, like help hundreds of people, but it also helps them not suffer as much. I guess for me, it, that makes the decision all the easier. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, if if I know that them experiencing that will, you know, send them off a path to where they can help others, I kind of feel like if I took that from them, it will be more about how I feel and less about how it's affected. Because I the think kid. that's the Professor X question here: is right. that he's blocking something from Gene, right? Because he feels powerless. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. like I feel powerless that I couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. So I want to take this away, but it's a little selfish in a way, you know. I kind of uh, teeter between my wife shakes her head because she knows she would take that away from them for sure. I'm not sure what they were hoping to 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they'll help in different yeah, ways. Yeah, they'll help in different ways. I don't know. I, I'm going to say this. I really don't know. I would like to – I would think I, I probably would take it away and side with my wife on that one. But it is a very selfish move when you look at it because um, if you know, if you know. like, Because obviously, if you don't know how the kid's going to turn out right – you're definitely going to take the memory away yeah. because oh, no, like that kid way. can suffer with it and commit suicide later. Like that's a risk right there that you don't know. But if you know that they'll still be a beautiful, strong person, they'll, they'll, they'll struggle with it their whole life. Like it'll interrupt relationships. It'll do things like that, but they will be stronger. And at the end of their life, they'll have done so many great things, you know, like that's, that's where it's in. I think more of an interesting question. And um, I don't know. I think I might go the selfish route, but I don't know because I'm somebody too who's a little more open-minded on things. And and if I knew all the lives that she would touch and invertly touch more lives, I might I might let let them keep that that experience. Patrick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta look at your life, or and you know the things you've been through in your life, because you know I didn't have it easy or anything like that, but it's. If you take anything away and I didn't have those experiences, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I could be totally different if yeah. people blocked me out from remembering stuff or stuff like that. Yeah. Like I feel in a way, you know, stuff that happened that was bad was shaped me to who I am and how I am to my kids. Where if, if, right, like if, if it was different, then who knows how it'd be. Yeah. <clears throat> I hear that. I hear that. Uh, so, that's two of them there from Jerome. I'm gonna let uh, Patrick. Do you have one? Uh, something. Uh, I really couldn't think of because, like, I feel like I'm watching it and it just happens. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, what if Neo took the other pill? Mm-hmm. That's a good like, one. Oh, he was he was given that. So honestly, if Neo took the other pill, I don't think anything happens, right? Like, I think um because what they said, you you wouldn't have an out of control Agent Smith, okay? Because what you find out at the end of it is probably he should have taken the blue pill instead of the red one, right? He was like the virus in the system, right? Yeah. But well, yeah, well, because of what he did, he created a virus in the system right. with agent Smith. And because of that, like he had to basically sacrifice himself to just reset the matrix. He didn't stop the matrix. The matrix never stopped. And what he comes to find out is it's a game. They play the, the robots. They figured out that there'll always be detractors from their world. They can't be too perfect. Because humanity won't accept it. It has to be good and bad. That's what they figured out. And you'll always still end up being a small sect of people that will still unplug. And you kind of got to let that happen. Let them do that. And it culminates to the one and all this stuff. And then they basically wipe them all out and then restart again. That's what ends up being the Matrix. They put in new batteries. So if you the knew, humans are their batteries. Yeah. So if you knew ahead of time... Of like that, I mean, yeah, the blue pill is probably what you take. But in the moment, yeah, I think I take the red pill. I definitely want to see how far the rabbit hole goes. So I think I take. And then you're telling me I'm gonna be like superpower. I'm gonna be Superman. Like I'm gonna be like dodging bullets and shit. Fuck it, right? Give me that red pill. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Then you gotta live as I am. It's true. Yeah, I mean, big sweaty orgies all the big time. Big sweaty orgies. Any cream of wheat. Yeah. Every yeah. day. You know, that's that's where 
uh, was it Cypher, right? Yeah. He decides to make the choice to go back because he's like, fuck so this. Plug right. me back went, in. Plug me back in. Plug me yes. back in. Yeah. And honestly, he may not have been that wrong because nothing, because that's the funny thing about it. Nothing really changed at the end of that movie. The people in Zion, they didn't kill them. They 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 made like a truce, like, hey, you fix our matrix. Is that the the truth they typically make though? Like the one always like chooses to like uh make a treaty and Zion ends up being saved. I don't remember Is that if how they that gave it to. I thought no, I wanna say no because they had I them. Because if I remember right, they had the robots going to kill the people of Zion while Neo was trying to go make the truce with them. They were already ready to kill everybody. So I don't know. I'm just trying to think about that because the cycle with the one always repeated. Like with Morpheus was young, he met the the one previous to Neo, and he was the one who unplugged him, you know, at that time. So I'm just trying to remember how that cycle worked with with that. Yeah. But I mean, it's something to rewatch. I need to rewatch them anyway, mm. especially once uh four comes out. Mm. Um. Okay. Renee, you got one. Yeah, um, have either of you seen the movie Unthinkable with Samuel Jackson? Unthinkable. I don't know if I have. Say, what is it about? It's about uh, like a terrorist has uh, I don't remember the exact setting or where it is, but the terrorist a terrorist has uh placed multiple bombs in a city, strategically located. They apprehend the terrorists. And they're trying to find out where all the bombs are so they can, uh, you know, deactivate them. They send Samuel Jackson in because he's this master interrogator. And uh, he has all these inventive ways to get the guy to tell um, what, where each bomb is so they can find them, deactivate them. So uh, it would get to a point where it, it was down to the wire. And, you know, he's Samuel Jackson's this guy that, you know, he'll do whatever it takes, you know, to accomplish the mission or whatever. Say, all right, all right. You have his wife. Send his wife in here. And uh, he set, it, set the wife in the room with the terrorists. He's like, you don't tell me where this bomb is, what the next bomb is. I'm going to blow your wife's head off. And he's like, Psh, you, I mean, you won't do that. Shot the wife in the head, killed her mm-hmm. in front of him, told him where the bomb was. And they found out they had uh, one more bomb left. And uh, Samuel Jackson said, I have to do the unthinkable. Sending the children. And like all his colleagues and everybody that, no, we cannot kill those children. We refuse to, you know, help you with this. We're not sending those children in. And it ended up being... Like, they didn't find the last bomb, and a lot of people died because they were not sending the kids. And the whole thing is, like, if they had sent those kids in, they would have got that last bomb, and it would have saved thousands of lives. Mm. They didn't, he didn't even have to kill the kids. He could have just yeah, sent he could them have, in and the, just, like, hey, just the threat of the kids being in the wife. He shot the wife. Yes, but they didn't. They didn't know what he would do because he was capable of killing the wife. Damn, so no, they didn't trust him with that's, the kids. Plus, you said cool. kids. I mean, he probably would only had to kill like one of them. Yeah, just one. Yeah. <laughs> and when he said, "I have to do it unthinkable," sending the children. I, I think after he yeah. said that, and after he killed his wife, I th- I, he might he might have gotten away with not killing the kid. I, I believe so, and it was, I think for him, it was just a threat. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. killing the kids. He had to make it real. Yeah, yeah. So he killed his wife first. So you would know it was real. Mm. 
So all he would have had to do was threaten the kids, but, you know, they wouldn't bring the kids in because his own people didn't trust him. Oh, yeah, because he killed the guy's wife. So So are we talking about should they have brought in the kids or should he have shot the wife? I mean, which one? Well, because he he had gotten that far, they had already found multiple bombs. He definitely should have killed the wife. Wife had to go. Yeah, the wife had to go. I mean, just because she married a terrorist doesn't mean that she's a guilty person. Well, her her life saved hundreds more thousands and you know i mean however big these buildings are and technically she could have been an accessory and she probably knew Mm. what he was doing true i mean i'm sure he asked her politely first hey before i shoot you in the head do you know where any bombs are And she's like no he doesn't tell me shit you should have known bitch (laughs) (laughs) i told you you should have read his journal yeah i know right Ooh, that's a tough one dude like do you kill the kids? Like that's a crazy one, man. I wish I would. I you only have to be know. Samuel Jackson in this instance. Are you the people keeping the kids out the room or not? I have to go watch that movie. That, you that wish I didn't ruin that for you. It's all right. I'm a ruined old boy for you, so it doesn't <laughs> that's matter. That's okay. Like tick for tack, motherfucker. Tick for tack. It's all right. It's one of those like because Samuel Jackson makes about ten movies a year, so it's one of those movies. I think it went direct to DVD. It didn't go to theaters, but it was very good. Maybe you it know, sounds pretty good. I'm going to check that. I still want to check it out, anyways. Yeah. Like, I, that sounds pretty fun. I want to see where it happens. And I, I'm missing there. a lot of plot because I saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw it once and I'm like, and I bought it. And I'm like, this movie's ridiculous. I can't watch this again. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. This is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I think I, I guess. Is it his kids or just kids? It's the terrorist kids. It's the terrorist kids. Because yeah, I think the the wife and the kids, they brought, detained all, all the the wife I mean, and the yeah, kids. I'd, I'd, I'd go ahead and bring the kids in to shoot them because I mean, them motherfuckers probably gonna grow up mad at me anyway. So I mean, fuck them. Like they probably need to die too. Hey. They'll probably make bombs and blow up places. Scorched earth. Yeah, just like uh, Sicario. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Like uh, when they went to the drug, uh, the drug cartel's house, mm-hmm. uh, the leader of the drug cartel. Yeah. And uh, he sat at the table mm-hmm. with him, and he killed the head of the drug cartel, killed the wife, and he killed his kids mm-hmm. to yeah, get rid of any reprisals. I heard the movie's pretty brutal with some of the shit. Oh, you didn't see Sakari either? I'm just spoiling shit for you. That's man. all right. Okay. That's all right. I do that shit too. It's fine. Darth Not Vader's Luke's father. Hate to um, tell you. Yeah. Shit! That was the one I was waiting for, Patrick. God damn it. All right. Einhorn, Finkel, same yeah. person. You killing the kids, Patrick? I don't want to kill the kids. I'd bring them in the room. I would at, at least, least the threat of them. I would at least bring them in a room for sure. I would have brought them in a room. I at least tried to. Of course, the colleagues are not letting you. But if they didn't, I got to kill my colleagues. I would. I would bring them in a room and be like, "Okay, you see me kill your wife." And they I should have had like an ironic ending where the the one of the bombs, Samuel Jackson's family, was at a restaurant or something. What did What did the guy wanted to blow up places for? Did they get into that at all? Uh, extremist terrorism, you know that uh, kind of thing, kind of religious thing. Or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, those kids yeah, are indoctrinated. I think, I think, yeah. Those kids are indoctrinated with that religion. So yeah, I got to blow them away. And then the ones that live, they go to psychiatric help. <laughs> so can I kill at least one of the kids? Yeah, man. Right. I mean, you're saving thousands of lives. So I mean, I mean to be fair, I mean they won't have a mother or father, so their lives are gonna be fucked anyway. Yeah. Might and as then, well. Just... And, then, and then there's a bunch of kids now that don't have mothers or fathers because a building blew up with them in it. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one. Patrick says he's gonna kill all the kids just for fun. That's what Patrick said. He's about that. Pow, 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 pow. He said, "Give me an Uzi." Brr. 
Those were my kids. These are the warm-up kids. Bring in the next set. <laughs> Bring in some more kids. <laughs> Bring in his brother's kids. His brother got kids. <laughs> Billy, ain't your wife just have a kid? Bring him in. You said he kept you up all night crying, huh? Yep. Let me okay. take care of that for you. So this one is being in the most fucked up situation you could be, and what do you do after that? Okay? So it's old boy. You familiar with old boy? I am not. Okay. Well, you're going to get it spoiled for you. Um... So, Old Boy's a Korean film. I thought it was Japanese. I think I told you it was Japanese. It's Korean. And it's a guy. He's kind of a drunk, kind of a shithead. And uh, his wife, kid, whatever. And, uh, you know, like the wife's wanting to come home. It's a birthday thing. He's just like getting drunk at work or whatever. All of a sudden, he like passes out, wakes up, and he's in a room. It's like a hotel room. And there's a TV. And like a bed and somewhere he can clean up in a bath, bathtub, you know, shower and all that. And that's it. And he's stuck there for 20 years. All right. 20 years is up. Door opens up or like he gets taken out or something. He wakes up somewhere. And uh, the unfolding events happen, which I think is still worth a watch to see where how it gets to that point. I'm going to skip over a lot of it. But it gets to the point where he re- realizes the person who had him kidnapped was like, okay, I want you to find out who I am and why I did this. So, like, that's it. And he said, if you can find it out. Your classic mystery novel. Yep. If you find out, you you find out my name and why I did this to you, I will give you some money, do all this stuff, and I'll kill myself. All right? Cool. And also, I think, um, I think in the Korean version, too, he framed him saying that he murdered his wife. So everybody thinks that he murdered his wife. So he said, look, I'll give you the evidence. Like, I'll clear your name and everything. You'll get a bunch of money. You'll be set for life. All this kind of stuff. Now, shoot myself. Answer those two questions. The answer to those two questions, as he finds out, is he went to school with this guy back in high school. Okay? Now, what's interesting is the Korean version and the American version with Josh Brolin, uh, Spike Lee directed it. Mm. And uh, it actually has uh, Elizabeth Olsen in it as well. Um, both of yeah, Samuel Jackson. Both both of those movies, uh, they go in different directions at this point. So the uh, but I think they're both worth picking up, bringing up here because it it does give two different. Um, it brings me to two different questions of that. But um, well, I'm about to spoil it for you. So if you want to step outside, you may want to. <laughs> So what ends up happening is he finds out that the reason why is because in, in the Korean version, his um, you know what? I won't spoil the American version. I'll just spoil the Korean version. The American version does do something different, so you can watch that. In the Korean the original version, he finds out that what he did was he saw this guy when he was younger in high school with him. He saw him uh, fucking his sister. So he like told everybody at school. And, uh, and apparently he got his sister pregnant as well. And the sister could not take everybody making fun of her and them and stuff like that and being, you know, incest and all that. So she killed herself. And, oh, the guy was banging his own sister. He's killing his own, he's banging his own sister. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was like, why would the guy go to school and tell people that this guy banged his sister? No, 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 no. He was banging his own sister. Oh, okay. He was banging his own sister. So incest. 
shit. Okay. So, uh, and how that works. yeah, no, but he, he got his own sister pregnant. There you okay. Go. There you go. Um, uh, so he got his own sister pregnant. And so he not only did he lose his sister, but he lost his baby as well. Um, boom, that's it. So like he's fucking livid. So the, so what he did was the whole time, uh, the main character here is, um, uh, is working with this girl who's helping him out. And him and a the girl, they grow a relationship together into solving this crime. Or not crime, but solving this mystery together. They grow a relationship, love, interest, and all that kind of shit. So he finally finds the information. The girl doesn't really want him to go and all this kind of stuff. But he's like, no, I need to confront this. I need to do it on my own. This is my. This guy had me in for 20 years. I lost life with my wife. My wife's dead. I don't even know where my daughter is and all this kind of stuff. I need to go confront this guy for whatever this is. So he goes... Gives him the answer. He's like, you're right. Awesome. Okay. Let me show you this, though. And he sees a family album, photo album. And he flips through it. And his picture of his wife and his daughter flips through. The girl he's been fucking is his daughter. So, yeah. So... He orchestrated for him to come out the hotel room. He orchestrated for him to meet this girl. This was all planned by the rich guy. He set it all up. And he fell in love with this girl, fucked her and everything, and it's his it's his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So he's then like he's he's sitting there like begging him, begging the rich guy to he's like, kill me. Kill me, kill me. I'll, I'll be your slave. Whatever. Don't, don't tell her. Don't tell her. Don't tell her nothing. Don't. Oh my God. You know. And the guy's just like, ah, fuck it. And he kills himself. He does what he said. Shoots himself. Gives him all the stuff and all that. So, um, what do you do in that situation? Now, I tell you this. The, the reason why I was going to bring up the American version, which was kind of interesting, is he handles it one way. And the 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 watch. Well, I'll say this, but there is a difference to what happens with the rich guy in the American version. So you can watch it if you want to find out. Although I just spoiled most of it. The American version, he takes the money and pays because the rich guy. It wasn't him that kidnapped him in a room. He paid this like gang who's like the Samuel Jackson character. He paid them. They have a kidnapping service. Well, they keep people in these rooms. It's oh. like a service thing. So he. Tells the girl, his daughter, he's like, look, have a good life, whatever. Like, he doesn't want to tell her who he is to her, none of that. And he's just like, find your own way and all this kind of stuff. Breaks it off with her. Pays the guy a bunch of money and is like, just keep me in your hotel for the rest of my life. I'm just going to stay in this room for the rest of my life. And he's just, but he's like, he's happy. Because you know what? His daughter's never going to know. She's going to go live her life and he's going to be punished the way he deserves for fucking his daughter. So I can't be happy living like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Korean guy, the Korean guy. So in the Korean version, there's a lot of hypnotism that takes place actually. And that's how he ends up meeting the girl and how they end up in a relationship. Cause it, it triggers things. Cause for 20 years he was in this room. So the Korean version plays with this idea of hypnotism. What he does, he tries to, he finds the hypnotist. And has her hypnotize himself to forget everything that happened. The problem with that, though, is that he runs into his daughter again and they start up a relationship at the end of the movie. And then 
<laughs> they were meant to be. <laughs> That's the problem with the hypnotized you version. You look so much like my wife. It's weird. <laughs> no, no. The girl remembers that she loved this guy. He um, forgot. So she was like, oh, well, and, you know, and he's just, he forgot everything because he got hypnotized out of it. I, I would I would have been sick to my stomach watching that. Yeah. Like that. I would have been sick to my stomach. Oh yeah, that twist is like is <laughs> like hard. like finding out that's his daughter is, is bad enough, but Dude, like seeing it end in so, that way, that shit is so disturbing. It is so it's so hard. Like when you watch that movie that's and you see said. that, yeah, oh my god, I don't want to say that. <laughs> when when you see that movie and that shit turns and you find the the thing, you're just like, and the American version is even worse. Well, some of it's worse, some of it's not. So since she's not wanting to watch the movie, the American version, the rich guy didn't fuck his sister in that one. His dad was fucking his sister, was fucking him, and the wife. His dad was fucking everybody in the house. So he was molesting the kids and everything. And when the guy found out, the dad shot his wife, shot his daughter, shot his son, but his son survived it. And then blew his own brains out right there. So then he comes back and and, and all that pursues. But he also spread it around the school. Yeah, he did. He spread it around the school. I mean, like he did the he did the kind of fucked up thing too where he spread the rumor. That's why the revenge thing happens. So it's the ultimate revenge, but it's also like extremely fucked up the way he got him back. Like he fucking had him fuck his own daughter. So like adult daughter, granted, but still daughter. Like it's blood. Like it's fucking gross. So, Renee, what do you do in that situation, man? Do you just blow your brains out? I think I blow my brains out. I think I just kill myself. I'm not sure, but I think I do. I would certainly be compelled to do so. Yeah, I, I think I think if anything, I'd probably either that or just travel to some country somewhere and just never speak to my family. I drop again. off the face of the map. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When whatever like life I'd be able to live after that it wouldn't be much of one I mean she wouldn't know she she wouldn't know but I would know yeah you would know she she wouldn't know she she wouldn't know but um yeah I'm 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 dipping out I'd have to say Patrick you killing yourself I'm off the face of the planet (laughs) (laughs) nobody would ever find me play would you still play World of Warcraft I would (laughs) (laughs) I'd reactivate my Warcraft account it's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is. I'd be like, hey, can y'all grab my laptop and put me back in that hotel room? <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. What kind of Wi-Fi y'all pay, got here? Pay, pay to go back into the hotel room, but just pay for internet too. Like, look, right. you paid me a lot of money. You have it all. Just give me a room, a laptop, and then feed me. Right. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, that was a doozy one, man. That that turn is crazy. All right, well. I think that's where we'll go ahead and wrap it up at. Um, unless anybody has any other, did you have any other like situations you wanted to bring up on that? Was there something else? I mean, just uh, I had a few too, but we could maybe revisit this topic when Jerome comes back and kind of do a little more. But um, no, I mean, along the lines of comics, I mean, uh, one of the most messed up things I've come across is uh, Sins Pass. Oh yeah, yeah that's, I don't uh, think I know that one. What's that? The uh, you, you you I would think you probably know more about it. Than I would like the uh, the Gwen Stacy, uh, Norman Osborn. Oh, 
I heard something about that. Did they had some kind of relationship together or something like that? Yeah, like so. I uh, Gwen was studying abroad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I did hear. I know I had a relationship and they had kids. Yeah, yeah. I heard yeah. something about this. But was this like an alternate universe? No, thing? it was. This is in universe. It was in universe, and like fans will live it mm-hmm. that it didn't get reckoned because it's kind of like they didn't know what to think about it because it completely ruined Gwen Stacy for yeah, it does everybody. The way you look at I it. mean when it when it's in continuity and like she never told Peter and that was the whole thing. Like she was yeah. gonna tell Peter and then she died. No shit. Type of thing. Yeah, and that, that was in continuity before the reboot. Like that that was where they left it. There it goes. Sorry listeners, I actually hit a button and stopped the recording. My apologies. But yes, it does make Norman Osborne much worse yeah. with that. Yeah. I only lost like a second or two. So but uh, no, I don't. I don't remember that one. I had some from comics too that I was gonna bring up as well. I know one of them was. I'll bring this last one up then, uh, the Punisher. One of the scenes I remember that was like a staple for Punisher for me that I really enjoyed, uh, as far as just the way his character is set to the mission of killing or punishing bad guys. There's a bad guy. There's a pun. There's a character that uh, he's going after, and he's going and um. Micro, uh, what is the name? Is it just Microchip? Is Micro? Was his like his uh, little partner, Punisher's uh, sidekick, basically? It mm. was in the first season of the show, mm. Micro. He dies in the comics and comes back to life through like devil tree magic, whatever stuff. Because uh, the Punisher ends up hunting the hood, and the hood has been throwing everything at the Punisher. Punisher's been killing it. So he used Micro. And Micro devises a thing with the hood to where, like, they have a standoff. Punisher's down there with him, and he's got a gun to the head of this guy who has, like, fire powers, you know. And Micro's like, look what the hood can do. He brought me back. Look over there. And Punisher's wife and kids are back. And the Punisher's like, those aren't my kids. That's not my wife. And he's like, "What are you talking about, man? That's that's them, just as real as me. Look, I'm I'm back. I, you know, I remember everything that we did. You know, like, look, dude, I'm I'm not the bad guy here. I know I'm with the hood, but like, I'm I'm, I'm trying to help you." And he's like, "Punisher's like, no, that's not my kids." And he tells the guy he's got a gunpoint. He says, "Burn them." So the dude turns and he lights his wife and kids on fire and burns them to death right there. And they're just like. What the fuck, Punisher? Like, that's your fucking wife and kids right there. Like, he's like, no, you that's some devil shit that you did. And then after he burns his wife and kids, he blows that guy's head up, kills, you know, it just starts shooting up the place. And I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's like one of those, like, if you, if the devil is able to bring back your wife and kids, you just don't, don't kill bad guys anymore. And here's your wife and kids. You know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd do it. Because uh, like, it's, it's devil shit that's bringing back my wife if, and kids. If, if, That's cemetery. If, yeah. Uh, if I'm, uh, if what I'm doing is, like, causing that type of reaction. Yeah. Like, you must really not want me to do my work. Yeah. So, I'm going to keep yeah. doing my work. But to sit there, but, like, they were, like, back. Like, his kids, his wife, like, they were, like, back. And he just, like burn them and watches them be burned alive it'd be fair if it was like thomas jane and his wife and kids Mm. like that punisher i'd be like do it (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> take, take your wife and kids and get out of there. <laughs> like that's that's still one of the hardest things I've ever watched. Like seeing his whole, whole family get family, slaughtered like whole that. Whole family. And then his his wife and his son were sitting there on the pier and they get run over. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. It's rough. Do you take your wife and kids from the devil? I don't know. They don't really claim it's Pet Cemetery. So the, the, in the book, it doesn't really give me any inclination to believe that they would be fucked up in any way. Like they would be evil or tendency to that. They're just back, but they're back by the devil, basically. By like demon type I feel like they'd have to be some kind of trade-off later. Something would happen. Yeah, I think that's the Punisher's point. And that he just doesn't make deals. And also the Punisher is one of those, I don't make deals with criminals. Like he did that in Civil War when Captain America was doing the Civil War thing. And Cap actually brought villains on his team to help deal with Iron Man and his squad. And the Punisher rolls in and he's like, he has, Punisher has much respect for Captain America. Like he respects the shit out of Cap. And when he rolled in there and he's seen the two villains, Cap's like, oh yeah, and this is the team and pow pow and their heads pop. And Cap's like, what the fuck did you do? And beats the shit out of Punisher. And Punisher's like, look, I'm, he's like, I'm not going to fight, fight you, Cap. You can beat me till I die. I respect the shit out of you. But I'd be damned if I walk in here and you're working with villains. No. So I'm out then. Like, you know, and he kill, he killed those two guys because they were bad guys. He's like, you don't, they don't get a free pass. Not, nothing. That's that's Punisher's, like, motto thing. So, um, yeah, that, that's just the one I brought up. So, you, you're not sure, man. You might keep the devil, the devil wife and the devil just, kids. It, I feel like it'd be weird, though. Like, something would, just mm-hmm. anything weird would happen, and I'd be like, stupid Satan wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime... Anytime she does something wrong, it'd be like, you got the devil in you. <laughs> it is the devil why you be in this way. <laughs> Burn my eggs. Fucking Satan-ass woman. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> it rhymes. Yeah. Um, I had a few others, but we'll go over that later. I got a dip to do uh, the gaming episode I got coming up. And then again, we can probably revisit this episode, uh, this topic again. Maybe Patrick can do some could, some thinking. I could, I'll start watching yeah. movies. Yeah, and maybe watch out. some real movies. Um, watch real movies. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, we can always bring up the the Batman and the Dark Knight. And I mean, if, if you I was, was on the the which boat you were on, would oh, you push yeah, the button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's one I want to bring up later. Uh, that's a good one. Killer Be Killed is another good one that I want to do. It's a comic where the guy. He uh, goes to commit suicide, and in the middle of jumping off a building, he realizes, I don't want to die. I know I don't want to kill myself. But he hits, but he survives it because a demon helps him survive. He's like, look, I'll let you live, but the only way you stay living is if you kill someone. I don't care who, whatever. Just kill whoever, and as long as you're killing people regularly— you're basically buying, it went from one person to just no, kill people on a no, regular. No, you, you got to kill people regular. It's, it's basically you're buying time because you're supposed to be dead. You killed yourself, so you get to stay alive as long as you're feeding me souls. Like you're killing people. So he people so he decides to become a punisher. Basically, he decides to kill bad people. You know, he goes after some pedophiles. He goes after just some some bad people like that. So I guess it would be like you know what would. Yeah, that, that justifying the murder. So it'd be like, well, who do you kill then? I guess. So like, what what angle do you go at that approach? Would be that one. But we'll get into that. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and shut this down. Thank y'all for listening. This is Who's Next podcast. You can find it at Who's Next Gaming dot com. 
you can go to the website. We have other podcasts like Movie So Bad. They're good. And um, check us out over there. Um, <clears throat> also, shout out to my guys, Nerds, the podcast, uh, the Longbox guys. I did an episode over there with them a few weeks back, so you can check that one out as well. Um, they actually had me decide on which movie pitch of a DC movie I would like. So you can check out that one there. And also my man, Nana, from the UK, Blurds are us. Um, check out my friends there. Renee, do you want to plug your stuff? Sure. Um, check out my fitness page on Instagram. It's Get Renegade Fit. I have a, a bunch of different workout stuff on there. So check me out. And you can always direct message me if you need a fitness consultation. All right. And also, um, Jerome, shout out to him. Sorry he couldn't be here. Uh, 8686 Printing. And I think he still has the Dead Lizard Artist. Uh, those are Instagram handles. Uh, you should be able to easily find him on there. And uh, you can also like direct message him and stuff. And you can get logos made, T-shirts done, a number of things. He can design whatever artwork, whatever thing you can think of that you want on a T-shirt. He can help you make that real. So go check him out and see what he's got there. And Patrick, dear Patrick. Harry Potter. All right. You can plug Harry Potter. First Dumbledore was the best Dumbledore. Uh, I agree. There you go. Good. There's agreement here. All right, we out. Peace.